All right, we had a couple of rivalry games on the docket this past week. Arizona and Arizona State. Woof. Arizona State rolls 70-7, to and it led to Kevin Sumlin's to get millions of dollars. That's how it works in college football. And then uh, L.A. schools had an absolute shootout, glorious football game. Washington, they didn't play because they had COVID. That made them the Pac-12 North champs, but they can't play in the championship game because they have COVID. What a world, what a world. We're going to talk about all that more on this week's Eligible Receivers. For Eric, I'm Warren. Let's start the show. Hello, blog fans. Ineligible receiver, offense number 64. By rule, that penalty is disregarded. This is Eligible Receivers, the show where we review last week's Pac-12 action, pick next week's Pac-12 games against the spread, and keep track of how we're doing on our picks over the course of the season. And I gotta tell you, what a catch there by me, as I realized when we started that I hadn't hit record on your track. Yeah, that's, that's something good. I could have figured out much later. Much later. <laughs> Typically, tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would have been a really sad phone call early in the morning tomorrow we got to do it again <laughs> yeah <laughs> which has happened before it has um, and it'll happen again i'm sure all right so uh yeah dude uh let's talk about last week's pac-12 games it started off on friday territorial cup we had arizona state and arizona arizona we've talked about how dog shit they've been all year arizona state hadn't had a win all year but just because they you know coveted out of a lot of their games they played usc pretty close and lost another one uh arizona state uh left nothing in question in this one they win 70 to 7 probably the worst pick in the history of the pod i would say from our friend tubby um who was on zona on this game um they lost by 63 points I can't imagine. I can't imagine there's been a game in the last 12 years since we've been doing this pod where one of us has gotten a game that incredibly wrong. Um, we get a lot of games wrong. That was that was a special pick. Um, this yeah, I mean, it was I, so I, clear to me what was going to happen that I was trying. I was like just trying to shake things up and pick games opposite of my intuition to kind of see if I could get a winning week this week. But even I could not bring myself to take Arizona. No, you can't. I, I took a picture that I circulated in our, our WhatsApp chat with our, our buddies, right, that um, showed uh, 13 minutes and 54 seconds, I believe, left on the clock in the first quarter. And Arizona State was up 14 to nothing. And That's not... as soon as I took the picture, in fact, uh, about 60 seconds after I took the picture, Arizona State had the ball back. <laughs> so I was actually <laughs> contemplating whether or not I should wait and see if they were like up 21, nothing with like 13, you know, 20 left. <laughs> Cause that was a possibility. It was, man, was it ugly? I mean, they scored 14 points in, a, in less than a minute and a half of game time. Good God. Yeah, this one, I mean, there's there's nothing more to say than this is an absolute non-contest. And uh, it's wild that, so Kevin Sumlin gets fired, uh, uh, which means as a college football coach, but you'd, love for, you'd love for a school to just sometime say, this is quite a job we're giving you. We're paying you a lot of money. We're just, if you have to terminate your contract, then that's just it. Like, you you leave with the money we paid you. Yeah. It's worth a shot, man, particularly if you're like Arizona, where you're not like exactly hiring the 
you know, like they're not going to be interviewing Urban Meyer for this position, right? Like they're going to be interviewing some guy who, you know, most likely I would say is, is either a retread like someone was coming out of Texas A&M or coming out of the Mac or something, you know what I mean? Like this is your shot at power five. Like the trade-off for that is, is we're going to see if you're a good coach. Um, and if you're not, we don't want to pay for it. Yeah, for um, real. It's ridiculous, dude. I was like, uh, but I, I will say yeah, you've talked about, and I agree that you like can't hire these retread coaches. When uh, Gus Malzahn got fired at Auburn, I immediately thought of Arizona. Oh yeah. He'd be perfect, man. I was perfect. like, Ooh, nice landing spot. You just like, you can't do it, man. You can't hire a coach, particularly because a retread is, I mean, by definition, because they're coming off being fired at their other school, it's almost always a step down. And college football, college athletics, I think, at the Division One level is such a knife's edge of competition. Like, you have got to be a crazy person like Nick Saban is every single day to have any shot of being successful. And I just don't see how you can go from, like, Texas A&M where you've got Kyle Field, and you've got the crazy, you know, you've got the military, uh, the you know, aspect of the of the college where they all show up and, you know, they do the, you know, in their uniform for the game, and then they do the, uh, they do the the, um, the coordinated uh, swaying, and they do the ch- the chanting, that the cheer practice the night before, like that place is insane about football, and he goes from that to Arizona, which is Tucson. They don't care. Uh, it's a yeah. basketball school at best on its, you know, and some could even argue that was more a function of Lute Olson than it is the university. Um, it, it's like, you, you, there's no way the dude's going to show up and be excited about that. Even if he's saying all the right things, his heart's just not going to be in it. And you just, I mean, it's a very predictable outcome I would say. And yeah, if they go hire Malzahn, it's going to be the same thing. Guy's going to be coming from Auburn, you know, and he's going to buy a super kick-ass house with a pool in Tucson and probably get three or four different memberships to country clubs. And that's going to be like, and he's and he's going to have a buyout of ten million dollars if he fails, on top of the twenty million dollars that Auburn has to pay him. He's going yep. to be like, I'm good, man. I'm good, you know. I'm good, yeah. And he's going to win, you know. He's going to lose to you know uh, his first conference game against like Colorado or something like that, and trudge into the office at like you know four a.m. the next day and be like, nobody's here. I can't even get in this building. And then yeah. like just sitting there preparing to deal with the irate calls from boosters. And then about like 11 AM, they'll be like, no, why isn't anybody calling? You can just <laughs> lose here. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to lunch. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, uh, if I was, if I was the athletic director at Arizona, I would never hire a coach except like except an up and comer who's trying to prove it at the power five level, because that's a perfect role for them to step into like Arizona is the type of place where they could come in and be crazy about it. And if you're lucky and you get the higher right, then you get maybe three to five seasons of that person. Um, and then you acknowledge that they're going to move on when they've proven they can do it, but so be it, you know, like that's the, that's the school that they are. Um, and that's the debt, like that's the destination, you know, in my mind that, that, that you should be hiring for. So, you know, we talked about it a lot. Someone's not a good fit. Wasn't a good fit there. And now he just got paid 10 million bucks not to coach there anymore, which is nice. Here's who I like for them. Here's who they ought to get. Brent Brennan. Okay. San Jose state coach. Yep. Stick with me here. Career record of 13 and 29. He's been the coach there since 2017, but first undefeated season this year, uh, uh, first appearance for San Jose State in the Mountain West Championship game this season. Uh, they're on the come, dude. He went 
two and eleven, one and eleven in his first two years, then five and seven. Now he's six and zero oh this year. Sure, he flipped that son of a gun around. Yeah, who's the who's the uh, offensive coordinator at USC hired? The hotshot uh, air air raid spread guy that they got. Oh hell, I don't know. Isn't it uh one of those? Isn't it Graham Harrell? Yeah, another good option for you. Like yeah. Yeah, come in there. He's gonna rah rah. You know, he's gonna he's gonna. I like that too. You know, you gotta you gotta go get that guy. You gotta go get the guy who's like trying to prove it. This is the first time he's ever been given the keys to the car. So like he doesn't care that it's not as cool a car as you know the car like his dad's car. Like when he's driving around with USC as the offensive coordinator, because this is his. Like this is his. You know, this is his baby for the first time, and he'll you know go all out for you. Go get that. You know what? You know what's wild is that like Sark is like an elite tier coaching prospect again. Rightfully so, man. He's he like you know. I like if if you think he's gonna stay sober, you could do a lot worse, dude. Yeah, I mean, he and he went he went to the Saban school of coaching rehabilitation, and now he's like intelligently put himself in a position where he's got all of the best players, um, and probably calling plays for him is pretty easy, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. Like that Ew. in and of itself, that decision making right there, that's head coaching material. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could go cut your teeth in the NFL again. You know, go try and coach for some crappy team. You know, like coordinator for some. You know, because that's what tier. he did. He went. Over, he yeah. took over the Falcons when Kyle Shanahan got hired in the 49ers and he had, like ruined the Falcons' offense. And then but he then comes he... right back to Alabama, man. And now yeah. look at him. Yeah, he's gonna be guys in the in the mix for the Auburn job, which you're not gonna get it, but um, he's in the mix. You know, like his name is being seriously considered by people. So good for him. Yeah, unbelievable, dude. We love it. Okay, all right. Uh, next game, let's talk about uh, Utah and Colorado. Okay. Okay. So last week, Colorado was undefeated, right? And everybody's like. If Colorado, if Colorado, there's no way Colorado shouldn't be in the Pac-12 championship game, right? Yeah, exactly. If it, exact, you know, and it's like, what are we talking about? It's guaranteed loss. This team is like, good, they're having a great season. They're not that good. No. They're not, you know what I mean? Like, they're not like, you know, they're, they're not like far and away the best or second best team in this conference. There's like, I mean, just the, uh, if I was, if I was Carl Durrell, I would have been like, Calling up, uh, what's his name? That guy, that Fox guy, Clatt, like, dude, Joel yeah, Clatt. Clatt, an alumnus, an alumnus of the school. Shut who ought to know better. You shut your mouth, like you don't. Yeah. Stop talking about this. We're playing a good Utah team this week. That's going to give us everything we want. And th- yeah, I mean, this is just you could see this loss coming a mile away, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, so Utah, thirty-eight, twenty-one winners. Uh, snow game. You watch any of this one? Oh yeah, man. Football was meant to be played. I love snow games. Yes. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was great. Utah, just more physical, as you would expect, uh, you know, for a guy winning has been there 20 years. Like, their weight, their weights program is dialed, um, physical on the lines. Like, Utah was built for snow. Colorado, yeah. obviously, snowy, a snowy environment school, but this is Darrell's first year. They're, you know, they, it's going to take him a couple of years to stock the cupboard. I'm a lot, you know, I think we all are a lot more bullish on Darrell than we were before. Maybe he's similar to a, a Sark in terms of having gone to the next level, sorted it out and comes back kind of knowing what to do this time. Um, but this was never going to be a game that, you know, 
they were that they were going to win, and you know, and and I think we all picked that, except for Worm. But um, you know, most of that's us what you need. You it. need the intermit. You can't have the retread. What you need is the you have to get the guy who, if you hired him a few years ago, was a retread. You need to wait for that person to be in the wilderness a little bit, suffer a little bit. You know, he needs to be like, he needs to be reborn. You can't have yeah, to retread. He has to be reborn. You know, yeah, I mean, he has to be been saved. Like the thing, you can't hire the guy right after he gets fired. Like UW did that with Willingham. The you know Zona did that with someone. Like that's that's a, a recipe for disaster. You got to let them go. Like you said, they got to go. They got to go on their on their search for their path and find. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Because like anybody who gets one of these Power Five jobs is to some extent the type of psychopath that you need. And you figure if they have like a few years, at some point in those intervening years, they're thinking like. I swear to God, if I ever get another one of these goddamn jobs, here's exactly what I'm doing. And then uh, like, may, it dials you up and makes you as crazy as you need to be. Yeah, yeah. Because on day one, like you're, you show up with like the cooler full of steroids and you're like, I'm ready. Yep, yeah. <laughs> we got uh, coronavirus vaccines here. Everybody, uh, Everybody get in line. Everybody drop your trousers. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah. So I mean, so Colorado's had an amazing season, but yeah, they're not playing in the championship game because they're not that good. Yeah. Uh, next up, uh, let's do USC and UCLA shootout city in this game. Absolutely. I mean, UCLA had this thing in the bag, you know. They and then they uh, get outscored by 17 points in the fourth quarter to lose by five. I mean, I thought this. I had UCLA in this game. And I thought well, I was feeling sitting pretty going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, USC minus three sitting in the court, fourth quarter. Like you said, you got uh, the lead. You got those points. But mm. the Trojans have keyed on Slovis. And we make fun of that guy's name a lot, but he has played some good ball for these Trojans. This He's year. a good player, dude. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's infuriating. Yeah. I mean, he was outdueled in this game, honestly, by Dorian Thompson Robinson, who's been very, he's absolutely a hit or miss guy. Like, we, we, I think, well, I don't know, at least me personally have thought for a long time they need to, like, you know, you kind of know what you have with him if you're going to win. It's not going to be because of him. Monster game for him, dude. Like, 10 yards and attempt, four touchdowns. He did have two picks, but I mean, 30 of 36, 364 yards. We take it. He runs for another 50. Uh, you, I mean, really, really solid game for the Bruins. I mean, I, I don't think you, I think you feel okay about the season if you're UCLA. I think so too. They're three and three, but, uh, you know, I, I think you got to feel like if Chipper can, can get some recruits in there and I, to be fair, do not know what their recruiting scenario looks like for the season, but there's it's some signing day tomorrow, I think. Yeah, it is. And that's what I'm, I haven't looked, I don't know if they've, you know, last year there was a little bit of a kerfluffle cause he didn't recruit anybody. Um, and so we'll see if this year he's, he's changed his ways and decided oh, to bring some talent. Oh, that's right. I see how you could forget. <laughs> or, I mean, like, that's why I went to the NFL the first time, right? That and the debilitating sanctions that were coming down, but, um, yeah. was that he didn't like recruiting. Uh, so, you know, we'll see if he's changed his ways there, but yeah, definitely, a, definitely a success for UCLA this season and USC goes to five and oh, and is the standard bearer of the conference once more. Uh, wasn't his like thing? He was on like a it, it was like a show cause, but it expired. Yeah, How yeah, they're only that? for like three or five years or something. Yeah, so he just I had work to bounce in criminal from... law. Pray to God you get me that. <laughs> like, yeah, just be like, you're gonna have, come in and explain yourself, and that's likely gonna lead to trouble, or just kind of like kind of stay off our radar for a few years, and you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Statute of limitations, baby. Yeah. 
gorgeous. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Oh, and Clay Helton, Clay Helton, undefeated season into the Pac-12 title game. Uh, it's going to be extension time. Oh, I would go into the president's office tomorrow and refuse to leave until I had my five-year extension. (laughs) (laughs) There's no way I'm going to let, I'm going to let this go unnoticed and not get away with an extra 30 mil out of this thing. Who's their AD down there? I have no idea. Is it? It's not Lynn Swan, is it? No, they fired Swan. Because, amongst other things, he hired Clay Helton. (laughs) (laughs) Undefeated coach of the year candidate. (laughs) Got his team in the conversation for the playoffs. Lynn Swan fired. Mike Bone. Yeah, he came from like Cincinnati, right, or something, or yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, Clay Helton's just really, Auburn's open. Yeah, <laughs> they're like nobody wants you, you piece of shit. Uh, then oh, we're already to our last game of the week, uh, which was Stanford and Oregon State. Uh, Stanford, I mean, really, uh, really something to build on for them. Uh, going forward uh the way they've been you know uh what do you call exiles right from their county because they can't practice for football games while complying with uh the local uh pandemic ordinances yeah so they've been like you know before the washington game last week uh or two weeks ago they were practicing you know like in bellevue park and they've like been staying in hotels like they have not been at home they've just been the road show and they get another one, uh, this one of the comeback variety. They uh, uh, outscore uh, Oregon State eleven to three in the fourth quarter to take the game by three. Incredibly impressive from Stanford. Yeah, I mean they're three and one in the North Division. You know, the only team they lost to was Oregon, where they had their quarterback yanked out from under them on a false positive for COVID, which is yeah. super shady. Um, and that game, that's also where Jet Toner forgot how to kick and missed four field goals. Yeah. Um, he subsequently has remembered how to kick and is now one, you know, the best kicker in the conference like he was supposed to be. Um, I, you know, like they arguably should be undefeated in the North Conference in the North uh, Division, and you know, like I, very, you know, very legitimate season for for Stanford given all the adversity that they've had to face and. Um, yeah, I mean, especially I, I, considering like if they drop one or both of these games, it's it's easy to say, well, hell, you know, look at what they were dealing with. Yeah, Whoa, yeah, they've got a built-in yeah. excuse. And with I'm college kids, that's always coupon. tough because college kids tend to, you know, do dumb stuff, and then, you know, particularly, and I guess it's Stanford, so you've got that whole pressure, you know, to not do dumb things. But yeah, if you're staying in hotels for weeks after weeks. Like the the urge to for stupidity is going to be high. Um, yeah, it'll be, be like the English uh, national team players that were like having girls in their rooms. They're like, yeah. we're kids, dude. Yeah, like why wouldn't we do this? Like, yeah, um, yeah, and so I got to tip your hat to them, and you know, nice win. And I honestly feel like for Oregon State, it's okay too, right? They're on their their backup Chance Nolan uh, quarterback because their Gebbia is out. Uh, you know they they got Jamar Jefferson back from his COVID, you know, exile, but they've, they've like, I, they are two and four, but I also feel like they've got something to like build on. 
you know, yeah, going two to and four with a bullet. I think they're. I, I don't think they lose any of the the kind of slow burn momentum they've been building over the last couple of seasons. They're a credible Pac-12 team. I agree. Which they weren't when Jonathan Smith showed up. Correct. All right. So uh, Washington did not play Oregon last week. Uh, the game got canceled on Thursday uh, because Washington had coronavirus. That meant that Washington defaulted into being the Pac-12 North champs uh, that was solidified on Saturday uh, when uh, enough games kicked off that uh, they didn't fall below that the games played threshold that would have allowed uh, the conference to just select the two teams with the best records regardless of division to play in the championship game. So for a second, look great. Look, Washington's in the Pac-12 title game. But not the case, actually, uh, because... You have Washington COVID unable to play this Saturday uh, in the Pac-12 championship game. So Oregon ends up taking that slot, which I got to tell you, really uh, chaps my ass. Yeah, unacceptable in my in my view. If you're Washington, you take you take some managers down there, dude. And yeah. you dress them up for the game. And you make it very clear ahead of time that you're going to play in the game. And then, you know, USC, let, let USC win the game. Let them win. They're going to win. They should win anyways, and they deserve to win because, you know, UW arguably shouldn't have been in the game. Oregon definitely shouldn't be in that game. USC is the only team that's undefeated in the conference, highest-ranked team in the conference. Like, what do you, what do we, what's the conference even doing making them play this game? Um, I, I would have had no issue whatsoever with doing that. Um, and, you know, if you're, if you're a, a, a Husky fan – as you and I have talked about on numerous occasions, the, the problem that Washington's athletic department has is that they're not committed to winning. Yeah. Um, and they don't, they don't do bullshit to the detriment of their rivals. They kind of just do what they're supposed to do. Uh, Chris Peterson was that, was that way. And you can make an argument that that's the right way to go through life. And that, you know, at the end it'll, it'll add up uh, to your benefit more often than not. However, you and I, for most of our adult lives have gotten our faces kicked in by Oregon who just do whatever it takes to win. You know, yeah, like, and so if that trend is going to turn around for you, Dub, like any minute now is good because, like, we're getting older. Um, and so would, would love to see that happen sooner rather than later. And this would have been a good opportunity to take 25 players down to a game and just sort of expose the, uh, you know, the, the farce that is this league or, you know, the, the league and the season, anyways. But didn't do that, opted out, and now give Oregon a opportunity to play for the conference title and, you know, gain the benefit of the recruiting, you know, spotlight for, for being in the conference championship game. Just ridiculous. Yeah. Absurd dude. Uh, so, uh, with that said, how do we do on picks? Well, I did good. I went three and oh, and then you Worm, and tubby all went two and one. Uh, you were on the wrong side of the USC game. You went UCLA there. A good pick though. Still, as you said, that was a good game. Worm took the Buffaloes and tubby. Got behind, got behind those Wildcats, dude. Which was a speculative decision at best. So that on the year in first place is a tie. Worm and Tubby are fifteen and ten. I'm right behind them at fourteen and eleven. You know, right behind me at thirteen and twelve. Going into what should be basically the last week of the season, except there will be a couple bowl games. So second to last week of the season. Is every goddamn team in this conference playing but us this week? Well, no, Colorado's not because they had their opponent taken away from them. 
Oh, and Arizona and California also appears. In Arizona and California, quite. Yeah, Colorado was all set to play Oregon, but now they're not because Oregon's needed in the championship game, and the oh. conference left Colorado without an opponent. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Like that's how incompetent this this organization is. Like, stunning how incompetent Larry Scott and his cohorts are. Colorado, who is you know the fourth or fifth best team in the conference this year, um, just doesn't get to play a game because they were set. They were going to take on Oregon um, in like what would be the third, fourth place game, but because UW defaulted out of the championship game and Oregon got bumped up, that leaves Colorado out of the cold. So sorry, guys. I wonder if they. It's a Tuesday today. I wonder if they can throw a game together. They can. Uh, the conference has told them that they can, but under no circumstances will they be allowed to preempt the conference championship game if they were needed in that. So if uh, USC were to somehow get COVID and have to bail on that game, Colorado would be required contractually to show up and play in the championship game. So good luck. Good luck selling that to a, a non-conference opponent. Here's how you sell it to somebody. Just be like, here's a million bucks for your cash-strapped athletic department yeah but i don't think colorado's like swimming in cash either so i don't know they want uh, what's a million dollars to pack 12 school ought to be nothing i feel like yeah. it's at least like five hundred thousand, you know yeah well we'll see let's uh let's pick right. these games let's start at the bottom here i'm gonna start i'm gonna work our way up let's start at the the battle for last place in this sort of uh, setup that we have we've got oregon state hosting arizona state mm. arizona Seven and a half point favorites coming off the drubbing of Arizona, feeling good about themselves coming into the beeves. It's going to be cold. It's going to be rainy. It's not, not how Arizona state likes to play football, but they are the more talented team. They are. This is like the type of game. It reminds me of like when uh, USC was really rolling. Occasionally they would just go to Corvallis and lose these bizarre games. Cause that's a weird place to go when the weather turns. And Arizona State's obviously not on that level. Uh, but, man, they were so good the last week. I would say Oregon State. If they go 2-5, and five, then maybe we got to have some conversations. About whether about it was a success. Whether yeah. this was a good year or not. I think Arizona State, if they go 2-2, two and two, they're great. If they go 1-3, and three, I almost say, you know, close enough. Uh you know, they, their their season was so herky-jerky and disrupted by the pandemic that I'm willing to excuse a lot. Uh, Oregon State, I think they kind of need this game. They do, they do. So I'm going to take Arizona State. I'm going to get behind these beeves. I like it. I like this, I like this Jamar Jefferson <laughs> character, and I don't like Arizona State playing in the cold and the wind and the rain. And I assume I assume it's going to be rainy. I don't know. It's going to be rainy. It's going to be rainy here. I know that. I like that. What about what about Jamar Jefferson needing two hundred and forty five yards to get to a thousand? Yeah, in this truncated season. I guess I should look at the weather forecast. Nope. The fact the fact that it's going to rain in Chambers Bay on Sunday, which I have got significantly locked in on that. Um, Did you have a doesn't, time? Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to rain in Corvallis, Oregon. Did you have a tea time? Did man, but now we don't. We did, but we don't. So the weather, Saturday, oh, 53, 49 and rain. Yeah, just, yeah, just, it's not. Just crummy 
just not what Arizona State wants to be a part of. All right, I like it. I like our picks there though. It's good. Next up, we have UCLA hosting Stanford, and these UCLA Bruins are seven point favorites. I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't buy it, dude. Give me the give me the third. God, Stanford really has it going right now, but UCLA kind of does too. Yeah, I've, Stanford's just tougher. They are, dude. They're tougher in all respects. I like Stanford. Hey, Stanford's pretty, back. I think so too. I think they they, they look pretty good. Um, and and you can't take anything from like looking and being like, well, so and so is a senior, right? Because like the eligibility doesn't even count this year. Like that's how fucked up. Yeah. The NCAA is. They're just like ah, that rules. Ah, whatever. Yeah. No eligibility being burned by anybody this year, which is now creating huge problems in recruiting and other things, right? Because you got guys coming in who expected to have a spot. Now they're like not going to have a spot. Um, anyways. So that brings us to WSU is traveling to Rice Eccles Stadium in Salt Lake City to play the Utah Utes. Utah is 10 and a half point favorites. Tis a lot. That's so much. That's good because I like Utah to win, but I'm going to take the Cougs to get inside that number. I don't know if you saw. I'm taking Utah. I don't know if you saw that uh, Rolovich came out today and said that WSU will decline any bowl um, berth that is being offered to them, and that they have. And then their one of their leading receivers came out and said that they've been in Pullman since June and they're all ready to go home now. Not exactly the mental energy I'm looking for going into a game, so I'm going to take Utah. Ooh. I like the Cougs. Yeah. I mean, Rolovich, I mean, maybe he gets them fired up, but like he did come out today and be like, no, we're going to turn down a bull bid because it's, it sucks. It's not a real bull thing. And all our guys want to go home. Yeah. So that doesn't make me feel like there's a lot of like great momentum going into this Utah game and Utah, I feel like is always going to show up to these things and play. So I think <laughs> we don't, you know, we don't know what we're dealing with with Rolovich. This could be a classic mind game. Yeah. He could get him fired up. He could be like, this is it. This is it for the season to make the most of it. So, yeah. Um, Chance to finish five hundred. Yeah, no, I could see it. I could see it. That they got that WSU. What if then, what if then like you know, shocking win in a post game interview? He's like, "We're going to a bowl. We were always going to a bowl. We're going to the poinsettia, whatever it is." Yeah. Bowl. All right. Well, that leaves us to the championship game. The USC Trojans on a short week at home. Coming to face the Oregon Ducks off two weeks rest. Uh, USC uh, opened at one point favorites. Uh, by today, when I checked, they're now at three point favorites. Oregon's offense isn't that good. Yeah, but Oregon's going to win this game, dude. You know it. You know yeah, it. Yeah, I know yeah. it. That's, a, that's the only thing is that, like, just because, and not God loves me overall, but in the uh, one of my trials that I have to have is that Oregon uh, is going to come pretty darn near maximizing best possible results every season. Uh, and especially Oregon. in this particularly infuriating fashion. Yeah. Backed into it. Their fan base was going ape shit about UW being awarded the, the birth because of the COVID cancellation last week. And then now they're in it. Like, this is too perfect. It's just too perfect. USC on a short week. Mario, unless Mario Cristobal takes the Auburn job tomorrow or Thursday, which is a possibility. Um, well, guys on a two game losing streak, I don't see how you can pass them up. Yeah. I'm taking the ducks. I bet there's people there who would be like, fine. 
You just lost to Oregon State. That hasn't been something we've been doing a lot of recently. Yeah, well, that's, that's true. Like, so, uh, congrats, buddy. We'll take that buyout money and put it towards the buyout we have to make of Bill Belichick. <laughs> Phil Knight's, you know, just cash in, <laughs> sell $1.6 billion of the night stock one day, yep. <laughs> show up the next day. Like, yeah, Bill Belichick's facility. Like, I'm going to write you a big check here, Bill. So when are, are they, I mean, they're still playing some bowl games this year, right? Yeah, this is for a New York, uh, this is for a New Year's Six game for sure. Like this is, it's not the Rose Bowl because that's one of the semifinal games unless it gets canceled because California, but um, uh, the Fiesta Bowl, I believe is the Pac-12's default. We take it. Wait, what? There's a bowl game in four days? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, we're, we're in the heart of bowl season, my friend. I do love Capital One Bowl Week. Yeah, we're there. <laughs> Who are you taking to this game? You got Oregon, you got USC. Uh, I'm going to take USC. Fuck Oregon. <laughs> so are we, like, uh, even going to be trying to play in a bowl this year? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We Like, we can't play in the Independence Bowl, apparently, because we're not going to be COVID-free. That's the whole – the goal for the Washington program is to get healthy by the time – one of the, the secondary bowls come around and like there's one on the 29th of December and one on the 31st. And the thought would be that we could get potentially get ready to go for either one of those. So I got, I'm has, looking at these bowls now. UW has a plan to play in one of those. Games, Cheez-It bowl? But, uh, Alamo bowl? It's uh, probably not going to be the Alamo. It's like um, armed forces or something or Alamo bowls. Uh, a game that's like a Pac-12 contract game. Yeah, that could be it. I'm not sure, but the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Let's go to a bowl. Whatever. Game. Whatever bowl yeah. game. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. I just want to see him play football one more time. I agree. All right, that does it for this week's episode of Eligible Receivers. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. For Eric, I'm Warren. We will see you next week.